Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Guys, welcome back to Spurs 9501 Vlog. We've got a special guest on today. We've got Terry and Stephen from the Vermont uh, Spurs Supporters Club. I'm going to let them introduce themselves. And we've got Cam as well. We're just going to have a short discussion about how the club is currently doing and what our hopes are for the next few games and the New Year games. So let me hand over to Terry first to, to introduce himself and the, the Vermont Club. Terry? Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm Terry. And... I'm the chairman of the Vermont Spurs uh, club um, and uh, we're a, we're a new club. We're just in our second season as an official supporters club. Um, and uh, we have, I'd say probably about um, 35 members on our roster right now, which um, considering Vermont is <clears throat> one of the smallest, if not the smallest state in the United States, pretty good numbers. We're, we're a rural area. Um, and, uh, so we're, we're growing. We have, um, before the COVID epidemic, we were, we were meeting, um, you know, at, at a, at a couple of different places. We've gotten to the point now where now we have an established, uh, brewery. Um, one of the things that Vermont's known for is it's local beer. And so we have a a local brew pub that, uh, hosts us regularly now, um, we'll get back into doing that, you know, once, once the, uh, lockdown is, is eased up, but, um, we talk about growing our team. We have, um, you know, we've gotten, we've done a lot in the first year and a half, um, gotten some merchandise together, some cool bar scarves. Um, we're looking at doing stickers. Um, and then, uh, so, you know, we're, we're looking to grow and, and we, we have a communication with the club headquarters in London and they encourage us to do that. Um, so it's always great to feel that close connection. Uh, last season, we were able to get one of our kids. Um, you know, we have lots of families in, in our club and uh, some some uh, one family went over with their kids and uh, they were able be through our connection, being an official supporters club they were able to um, have one of our kids out of the field as a flag bearer. So it was pretty exciting to see, you know, uh, somebody from Vermont, you know, on a home field uh, before a game. So that was pretty fun. Um, And then another thing we do is um, put together an analysis or pregame and postgame. And that's really what Steve does so well. So maybe I'll hand it over to you, Steve. Yeah, so uh, as Terry mentioned, uh, my name's Steve, uh, executive committee member uh, for the Vermont Spurs Club. Um, and really, I, I've been doing this analysis mostly just because it gives me something to do. Like it, it, it was a way for me to sort of digest what I had just seen, um, especially, you know, when you go online and you see all these fan comments on, on, you know, Reddit or or Facebook, and they're always so passionate. They're so, um, you know, heated. 
And I kind of wanted to, to get away from that level. Um, so I figured if I started writing down uh, what I was seeing and how I was feeling about uh, the game that I just saw or what's coming up and how other teams are performing that, you know, are kind of in our, our, our um, fixture list, then I could organize my thoughts in such a way where I could identify some of the areas that I think get overlooked um, and so I just started putting it together for fun, really, uh, sending it out. And I've gotten great feedback from Terry and, and from uh, a lot of the others in our, our little group here. Um, and so that, that kind of led me to, to where we are right here. So happy to be here. I'm really thankful for the opportunity and, and looking forward to sharing some of my ideas. That's excellent. Thank you, Terry and Steve. That's really good. What we'll do is when we upload the video, we'll put a, a link to the, your uh, site where you do all your analysis so all our other fans can have a look at it as well. That'd be great. Um, I just wanted to have a quick chat um, about where we're going at the moment. There's been a lot of um, talk in the UK and all around the world about the style of football we're playing. A lot of people here call it anti-football style, where we get one goal up and we just defend for 90 minutes. Uh, personally, I'll get my, I'll give you my view and then Cam and then we'll get your views. But personally, Mourinho has used this style at other clubs like Chelsea, etc., where he went 1-0 up and then he defended for 90 minutes and he won the league title. So that's his modus operandi. That's the way he operates. And he's trying to bring that to Spurs. Uh, you know, we're used to an expansive style of football with Pochettino. We didn't win anything, so he wants to bring another way of doing it. The problem is that we see is the model that he's bringing, he doesn't have the players to execute that at Tottenham. They're not as good as they were at Chelsea, and that's why it's falling flat. So we're getting a lot of backlash. I mean, if you go into a lot of the forums in the Spurs, people are saying, get rid of him. We don't want this football. I'd rather win nothing and see some decent football. You know, I'm a Spurs fan, and I saw the match against Wolves, and I was cringing. I thought, I don't want to watch this. This is so boring. <laughs> I'd rather be doing something else, you know. So, you know exactly. So this is the issue we have. I think you can get away with it if you're top of the league. When you're sixth or seventh playing this way, you can't get away with it. So I'll just get Cam's view and then I'll come to you, Terry and Steve, just to see what your thoughts are on this. Cam, do you want to fill in? Yeah, just to agree with you there, the main thing to say is, well, we were top of the league and we were getting away with it. Um, The question is, was it sustainable? Could those same group of players actually sustain playing like that for that length of time? The interesting thing is, it worked when we were 2 0 up against City. It worked when we were 2 0 up against uh, Arsenal. Did it work when we were only one goal up? No, clearly not. We fell flat on our face against Palace. And um, the same thing happened with Liverpool when we tried to hold on to a 1 1 lead, even though we probably had chances to win that game. Did the same thing against at Wolves. The problem is, is what is sustainable? Well, I think our league position being about seventh right now and potentially could have dropped more if the City game and Everton game hadn't been postponed. Um, we're, um, we're, we're in a difficult situation. Everybody says in this league you need at least two goals before you can sit back and start defending because this is the Premier League and everybody can beat anybody. And just by looking at the game yesterday with Chelsea and, uh, and Aston Villa, which was a 1-1, any, every team is dropping points. And this was our opportunity to actually put some distance between us and the other teams. And in that sense, we failed. Okay, great. Uh, Steve, what do you think about that? And then I'll come to Terry. Steve, give us your thoughts on the style of football we're playing and what do you think about it? Yeah, I think that if we're going to keep doing this, we're really one, maybe two pieces away from making it work. And the biggest problem that I have right now is with our midfield. Um, The introduction of Hoybjerg has been fantastic. Um, He has certainly helped solidify that defense. Um, And when we've got a nice fit in Dombele, 
uh, it, it's just, he's unplayable. We saw when he was on during the Wolves game, he was making incredible runs, bursting through people. The problem is he gets hooked at 60 minutes every game and who's coming on to replace him. There's really nobody. Um, so we end up making these, these negative subs in midfield. We lose the midfield battle. And then suddenly we can't alleviate the pressure. We end up playing this game of let's boot the ball up the field and hope that, you know, Harry Kane's up there to, to hold it up for us. Um, so when you're relying on somebody like Kane and, and son really to provide the goals, to provide the outlets, if you can't get them the ball, they, they can't do anything. And if they have to drop to get the ball, then you're just, you're stuck. You're away from their goal and they have the opportunity to pressure you. Um, if we can get, you know, one more midfielder to help with that sort of box to box burden, um, I think we'd be in a much better spot because Sissoko, I think he does a great job covering defensively. He helps out and, and lets Aurier kind of be his best uh, right back, um, you know, when he slots back in and helps out there. Going forward and, and creating goals, that's not him. Winks, same sort of thing. Good squad player. Um, you know, he's got these these passing stats, which look really good on paper but he's not playing a lot of incisive balls to the, you know, to Kane, to Son. Um, and he often gets caught uh, uh, defensively too. So if you're not going to have creativity from him either, then you're, you're at a loss. Hoiberg, you know, he has that in his toolkit, but he's, he's a defensive midfielder first and foremost. You need him there to protect the back line and, you know, without anybody in front of him to really carry the ball forward you've lost midfield. That's it. Game over. We saw that with wolves. It doesn't work. Crystal palace did the same thing. They were able to pipe, uh, peg us back. Um, you know, Los Celso's got it, but he's, you know, constantly injured too. Um, and he, to be frank, he hasn't looked nearly at, at his best when he has performed this season, whether mm-hmm. it's because of the injury or not, I'm not too sure. Um, but he needs, he's got uh, the capability there. He just needs to be healthy and, and to be more consistent. Um, but right now we've got players that are out of form and nobody to backfill them. So we end up getting lost. And, and you know, I, I was telling Terry in the group, you know, I understand where Jose is coming from, where he says, you know, I, the players can't do what I ask them to do. Fair enough. But at the same time, breath you know as the manager I feel he needs to adjust his tactics for the players that he has and knowing that you know if Ndombele and Los Celso are, are sidelined with injury we don't have that midfield then you need to change your tactics to to do something different because it's just not working right now. Sure so I think there's some excellent points there. Terry uh, what do you think on uh, what, the way we're playing and what we're doing at the moment? Sure well, I, I agree that um, this style of we're, we're not going to find the success that we want with the current roster. So we need we need more talent. I hate to say it um, for this style of play. I wish um, I, I don't know if Jose is being entirely honest when he's saying they're not doing my team's not doing what I asked him to do because when you watch him play, we're very controlled in the way we're trying to play it it's it's we're trying to win on the break uh with long balls and through balls there doesn't seem to be any license for a midfielder 
to, to not be a holdup type player like a number nine, but with another option in terms of a tactical attack, you know, winning on the break, I think can be exciting, fun football to watch. Uh, but you have to win consistently for that to happen because otherwise, like you're saying, Mal, it, it's, it's just highs and lows and it gets, it gets the fan base disjointed because with a bank of five or six back and having three or four opportunities a game uh, to convert on, if you don't convert in those chances, people get frustrated. And I don't think we have any kind of plan B, any kind of tactical, strategical thinking in terms of, okay, I'm in the midfield, you know, I'm Hoiberg, you know, the break's not on, that lane's not really going to work out, but my manager's going to force me to make the pass, you know, where, where's my, where's my midfield option, you know, with, with any kind of passing options that isn't just going backwards, you know? So it, I I think, I think it was Mourinho was saying, um, you know, the, the possession is, is for philosophers and poets, right. You know, and, and, and really the, the, the game's about winning. Well, if that's the case, then, then, you know, maybe, maybe we grin and bear it, you know, with Mourinho and, and, and wait for another couple of years, finish top four, two more times, get the personnel on the roster that, that can do it and, and win the league. Um, but if we're not aiming to win the league, anytime soon if that's aiming too high because of payroll issues or something like that then change up our tactics okay yeah i mean let me just put a couple of points to both you terry and steve i've already mentioned this to cam so he knows this so basically the first thing we say Mourinho claimed last year these are not my players so basically that whole back line is Mourinho's. he bought regulon Aurier he didn't buy but he bought doherty Alderweireld signed a new contract because of Mourinho. And then Eric Dyer, they say, is Mourinho's long-lost love child. So there's nothing there. And so Mourinho's got his style of play, um, but he's not going to change it. Now, the thing about Mourinho is, it's two points out of the last 12. So I don't see this as winning football. When it's winning football, you can get away with it. And um, another thing is, he doesn't forgive. So Bergwijn missed two chances against Liverpool. He hasn't started a match since. Aurier did that ridiculous foul against Leicester. He hasn't started. You know, and, you know, these are the, if you make an enemy of uh, Mourinho, then forget it. So this is why these guys, like Terry said, uh, are following instructions, are following orders. So I think this, I've got a horror, unless Mourinho wins at least top four and wins the Carabao Cup or the, you know, the Europa League or something, I don't think he's going to be there next year because Spurs fans, when they're allowed back into the stadium, they're not going to put up with this. They're going to be booing and jeering. I mean, the fact that we've got the pandemic and people are not allowed has given Mourinho a bit of a, you know, a bit of a leeway to do what he wants. So, you know, I think, watch this space. In terms of new signings, and Cam, you can comment, there's a guy called Marcel Savitzer from RB Leipzig, who's a box-to-box player, the one that Steve mentioned. He's apparently interested in joining. That would be a good one. Um, And maybe I think you're right. We need some more creative midfielders. Dare I say, Christian Eriksen is up for sale from Inter Milan. Do you think he should come back or not? I personally don't think he should, but there you go. So, you know, I'll, uh, you know, what do you think, Cam? Some more thoughts, then we go to, back to Steve and Terry. 
Well, I mean, it's a very interesting analysis from uh, um, Stephen Terry. I really enjoyed listening to what you had to say. Um, I do agree very much that we need something creative in the midfield. Uh, definitely. Yeah. And Dombele, we were supposed to. We, we, I'm, ve- I'm absolutely at a loss to understand what uh, Bergwijn's new position is, where he's supposed to be playing. Uh, I think that was highlighted in the last game when he was showing about nine slides and he, he didn't have a clue what he was doing. Um, I mean, basically, he should, you know, point him towards the goal and tell him to uh, to start shooting, putting some shots in. <laughs> However, uh, what I think is we really do need somebody who can start unlocking defences because it's all great Harry Kane falling back. But as um, Steve said, it, the more we fall back into midfield, the, we're leaving gaps. How Who is it there to pass to? To Who's actually going to do it? If you can't get the ball to Son and uh, on his own, there's only so much he can do. Every time Son got the ball against Wolves, you probably noticed, he had four players on him because they had no one else to mark. There was no one else making runs. There was no one else there. As long as you took Son out of the game, that was the end of our attack. And I think that that has got to change. The other thing I want to say is when we do bring in, if we do bring in someone like Sabitzer who can make runs and can do that, and, and I'm one for Ericsson, at least he can unlock defensive with some passes, and we have nobody who can, who can do that right now, um, is the fact that, 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 that we, you, you, you got to get, we're too predictable. So most of the teams can actually see very clearly what it takes on out of the game, Makes Harry Kane drop back, uh, then you stopped all of Tottenham's potential to attack and score goals. If you let them run riot on you, yes, we're going to win games. If you do, if you take them out of the game, and which is what everyone is beginning to do, because Liverpool did it, Wolves have done it, Palace did it, and uh, um, I think you're going to see a lot more of that. My view is, and I and I'll say this again: I know that he had a thigh injury, but if we bought Bale, he should have been playing consistently. You cannot expect someone to come in for 10, 20 minutes and be up to speed in the Premier League. You can't do that. Either you play him or you don't sign him. And if we had Bale now fully fit, running, doing 70, 80 minutes, 90 minutes per game, I think we may have had a slightly different look on it. But we've really not made use of probably one of the most valuable players in the world. So why did we sign him? Yeah, that's a great point. Terry and Steve, I wanted to want you to discuss very quickly. I want specifically you guys to talk about a big topic in here, which is Deli Alley. I mean, what this is the guy who can make runs into the box, Talk now, Pochettino going to PSG, Deli Ali is going to go to PSG. Can you guys give us your thoughts on Deli Ali and what's happened with him? Steve, do you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. This is an interesting one for me. Uh, you get the impression, and you mentioned it a little earlier, you know, if you end up in uh, Jose Mourinho's doghouse, that's kind of the end of it for you. <laughs> Um, and he's been, you know, to his credit, it, it, you know, Jose's been trying to bring him in a bit more, whether it's to, you know, put him up in the shop window and, and try to get some more money for him when they eventually do sell him. That seems the more likely scenario right now. Um, cause the last time he got a start, you know, you could see some of the, the plays he was trying to make, he was trying to be creative and, and do some, some, well, let's call it impressive things on the ball. Um, they didn't work. And, you know, the one of them led directly to an equalizing goal, which must have infuriated Mourinho because he, he pulled Dele off you know, almost immediately afterwards. He's one of those players where I think he just lacks the discipline to work in a, a Jose Mourinho system. Um, the talent's there, you know, but if, if you're going to try to do these clever flicks and passes – 
they either need to come off or you're going to be in some serious trouble. Um, oftentimes, the last couple of times he's played, he's gone for, you know, the more ludicrous uh, style when a simpler option might have worked better. Um, I can see why, you know, Mourinho is frustrated with him. He's not doing what he's supposed to be doing um, in his system, whether he wants to or not is another story. I think Dyer a couple months ago said it best, you know, it's, it's up to him to put his head down and and work and, and put the effort in. If he doesn't want to do that, then I think he needs to go and and open up that spot for somebody else who, who wants it to come in. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, that's a fair analysis. Very good analysis there actually. Terry, what's your thoughts on Deli Ali? Well, um, I think he's underutilized. I, I, I think, uh, I think he has the potential to to uh, be the the creative fix in the midfield that I was talking about earlier. Um, I also think it it definitely looks like there's a clash of personalities going on between him and Jose. Uh, I think maybe that um, the the Amazon documentary was a little more telling than we realized at the time of that relationship between the two of them and um we can also uh get a lot of money from him right now so i think i think levy is looking at a team that is right now still potentially a legitimate top four team and we're in the running for trophies and he's maybe hearing his manager say I'm not clicking with Deli Alley. I don't like his style. He's 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 part of the old Pochettino days. We can get a lot of money for him. And Daniel Levy's just like, okay, sure, yeah, let's get some money for him. Get somebody else in here, you know, um, and get one get, get a player in that um, that Pochettino is one of his guys. You know what I mean? Um, so. Uh, I, I think Daly Alley is going to go. I think we're going to try to get some money for him. And uh, it might be better for the Spurs, you know, as much as I really, really would like to see Daly Alley, you know, doing great things for us. Yeah. Okay. Great, guys. Listen, it's been a great chat to you. I'm going to finish off now. I'm going to give you guys three Christmas wishes. You've got three players that you can sell. I'm going to go around everybody. And I want to start with Steve. You've got three players that you can sell from Tottenham. Just tell us who you're gonna who you're gonna sell if you could sell three players from Tottenham in the January transfer window. I could sell three. Um, it's gonna be Dele. May you know get the money for him while he's still young, especially if PSG are in the running. You know they've got deep pockets. Yeah. You know charge him heavy for it. Um, I think Davinson Sanchez. I think his time's done at, at center back. He just hasn't looked great. He's looked clumsy. He's looked confused. Um, you know, we've got Rodon coming in and in his one appearance, he's looked much better. If, yeah. if Mourinho doesn't trust him, I'm sure we'll find another center back that he can. Um, and the third, this one's a little tricky. I think it's got to be one of the right, right wingers, um, a Lucas or, or a Bergwijn, um, you know, and, and I'm leaving Lamella off because I do think he still offers something, but uh, Lucas Bergwijn, you know, they need to be productive. Sun's productive on the left. If we don't have anybody producing on the right, then we're kind of stuck there. It, it becomes far too easy to lock Sun out of a game, and then we're out of options. 
I do think, you know, I'm not saying that they don't offer anything. Bergwijn and Lucas have been great defensively. They've got the energy. They, They do what Jose wants them to do. But I don't think that that's necessarily enough for this team. We would need somebody who can not only put in the defensive shift. Sun does that on the left-hand side. But you also need to produce up front, too. They're capable of it. They're not showing it. So if we can, you know, cash in on one of them and and replace them with somebody who can do both, that would be ideal. Okay, excellent. That's a good, that's an interesting tool. I think you'll find that there's one name that comes up all the time when we ask who you want to sell. I'll, I'll let you just work out who that is. I'm going to come to Terry now. Who's your three to sell? Yeah, sure. I, I think I'm going to be a little more uh, pragmatic maybe than, than you, Steve. So I, the Danny Rose situation is starting to smell. I, I, we got to get rid of that, you know, so he's got to go, I think. Because I, think I think we won't include Danny Rose because he's out of contract, so he's going anyway. So somebody who's in contract that you want to get rid of, Terry. Okay, so um, then, well, Jensen Fernandez, is he going to count? He's on loan. He's going back. His loan's going to be canceled. So anybody right. like us on well, well, Deli. So Deli, I think we I think we get money for Deli and Winks, and, and I think we can both replace those guys. Okay. And, and then um, Serge, you know, we could get good money for him too because um, I think we can do better than him yeah. or, 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 or Sanchez, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so right there, I, I, I think the idea of, of, of Serge going back to PSG with poach, yeah. that's, you know, you know, and Delhi, yeah. you know, like that, that might be a doable deal. Yeah. No, I think you, I'll go next. You stole my thunder there, Terry, cause I was going to say Winks, Sanchez and Delhi. So I think we're in agreement. I think most people would want to see those. I'm not sure about Delhi cause he's splitting opinion here. 50, 50, mm. you know, so I'm not sure about that, but let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him go, but but I don't you know. want to see him go. But I don't think he can work in a Mourinho team. He cannot do the defensive element that you need. That's the problem. Yeah. Let me bring mine in, my three, and I want to be a bit more controversial. I think Sanchez, um, without a doubt, has mm-hmm. got to go. Let's remember we paid forty million for him. Will we get forty million back? Uh, absolutely no way. So that's going to be a major loss. The other one I'm going to say that I think is going to be very controversial is Endombele. We've our highest. Uh, Wow, he's our best player. Signing with wow. I just think that we need someone more creative, someone who can open up defences more. He's fantastic at holding the ball. His forward passing goes is not as good as it should be. And I, I, the only reason I put him in there is because potentially Barcelona will pay a lot of money for him and he's somebody where we can actually... Because let's be realistic. We need a play. We don't only sell a player that is desirable, right? You don't sell the, the you got your crap. You don't get anything for them. So we sell and double to get good money back that we can then reinvest. Because I don't see us getting any money for Sanchez. I don't see us getting much money for anybody else. And the third one I'd go for is Bergwijn because I really think that we're over sold in that position we have too many people in that position, and I really don't know since the last this season at least what value he's adding. Those would be my. Excellent, excellent. Listen, guys, it's been an absolutely amazing chat. Great to speak to Terry and Steve from the Vermont Spurs. Hopefully, we're going to see a lot more of you guys on our channel. We'll put a link to the, the to the Vermont Spurs uh, website and their page, the fan book page, etc., in the description. And uh, listen, guys, great talking to you, and hopefully we'll speak soon. And I say, come on, you Spurs. Come on, come you Spurs. Spurs. Nice. Fantastic. Thanks so much. Thank you. See you guys. Thank you. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. 
Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.